We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290, KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self-funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Just another week in paradise here in the heartland, keeping track of all the news and changes in healthcare. And the topic of this week's show, the American Healthcare Act of 2017, the AHCA, the deal that could not be closed in 64 days. Last week's column on healthreformexplained.com or the Edie Bellis website, The Art of the Repeal, explored all the intricacies that have been going on into unraveling one of the largest pieces of legislation in our country's history. And it didn't uh, go very far. It's just the beginning of a process. And this week's show, we're going to take a, a deep look at some of the background as to what happened, why it happened, the who, what, when, where, and why. And we'll give you some analysis. And we've got uh, a great contributor here on the program, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting a friend and uh, mentor of mine, uh, very knowledgeable on the insurance industry as well as what's going on in Washington, and we're going to to give you a, an educational session uh, designed as a public service to help you be aware of what is coming so you can prepare yourself. Stuart, welcome to the show. Really excited about all, all the things that we're planning on talking about. How's it going today? Good. Happy to be with you, Sean. Yeah, thanks for being here. Why don't we begin with the background of how, how we got to this point, and especially with the act, and we're, and we're talking about the AHCA, which is the Republican alternative in the House of Representatives to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the background and the things that the listeners should understand as they uh, as well, we get into this? <clears throat> with the election of Donald Trump as president in the 2016 election, uh, voters delivered uh, a very strong message that they wanted change from the status quo. Uh, leading up to the election, <clears throat> excuse me, it was obvious that Republicans were dealing with two ideological factions within the party. The more centrist part of the party uh, suggested that modest changes be made to the ACA to correct its deficiencies, uh, thus perpetuating the idea of government control over benefit programs like the ACA, Medicare and Medicaid. The Freedom Caucus, a group of 30-plus hardline conservatives, demanded severe changes to the entire ACA, uh, changing its focus to a market-driven benefit program with limited government uh, intervention. Uh, the final product was Paul Ryan's vision of the future course for a health care program in the U.S., the American Health Care Act. And this would be their... Um this was their legislative uh, discussion draft and bill that was put together, which is a kind of a combination of all the things they've been talking about over the uh, last several years. Did you see that thing with the uh, the Freedom Caucus about that article in Politico about how they all made a pact to to 
oppose this bill because they didn't agree with it, and they all had to admit in front of the group uh, if they were going to to oppose or to change their vote to a yes. And yeah. they uh, <clears throat> they held the line. They said, "Well, Mark Meadows, uh, the president of of that uh, Freedom Caucus, has been very vocal about the demand for strict change. You know, at uh, you know during the presidential election, uh, you know, as their delivered promise." Uh, to repealing and replace Obamacare, you know, after it, it it had been on the books for seven years. Yeah, I I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. So what what really happened? I know that the media has really b- blown things up about this, calling it a a, a failure, a, a failed attempt. Uh, I don't think people realize how long it takes for legislation to go through. I'd like to remind those that. Would been have been paying attention to this uh, the ACA as it went through the process HR 3200 uh, had a similar outcome, uh, which was uh, the other party's uh, first plan at uh, health care reform. So this is just kind of the beginning uh, of an ongoing process. No, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> what happened was the Congressional Budget Office scored what the results of that act uh, would be, and it showed a loss of coverage for 24 million Americans. Over a ten-year period of time, I, uh, you know, that's that's massive numbers, uh, and so uh, you know everyone is concerned about the future of, of the bill. Uh, the bill was offered as as a a replacement of the ACA, an increased cost for most people who buy insurance in the individual marketplace. The legislation would cut subsidies for uh, health insurance premiums by three hundred billion. Um, uh, using data from the Kaiser uh, Health uh, Family Foundation, those that those that uh, would have been covered uh, would have lost uh, would have lost seventy five hundred dollars in premium subsidies. Uh, the plan's eight hundred forty billion dollar cut to Medicare, uh, Medicaid. I'm sorry, would have whacked states that expanded the program under the ACA. Mm-hmm. So you know, massive repercussions here, Sean. Right, right. And um, I don't think people realize the the financial implications as well. Um, why do you think it really happened? Was it was it because they rushed it through? Did they uh, should they have taken a longer uh, moments of time to put it all together? Uh, why do you think that this thing uh, collapsed as it did? Because well, it seemed like they were going to get it close. Remember, the president was taking people bowling at the at the West Wing, really trying to to get people behind this. Well, you know, <clears throat> as far as giving up points to the Freedom Caucus, <clears throat> excuse me, you can only give away so many uh, points of change before the whole thing doesn't make sense anymore. And then you've got the moderates and the centrists on the other side saying, you know what, this is not a deal for us either. This is not what we what we promised the American people. Right, right. And, and, and uh, I'd like to bring up this issue of, uh, of choice a little bit. There's an article that that I saw, and we've talked about this several times on the show before, which is there's going to be certain states now without uh, any uh, any insurance options uh, on the exchange because yeah. these carriers are pulling out. Do you have any comments on that point? Because I well, I that's, think that's <clears throat> that's really the the hurting point of the ACA as we move into the 2018 renewal year. Some states are down to one choice. Some states have no choices whatsoever. <clears throat> Therefore, folks uh, in that marketplace 
uh, would have to go to the open marketplace, not the state exchanges. Uh, and and also those states uh, possibly don't have a state and or federal exchange. They're going to have to go to the open marketplace with the rules and regulations that the carriers put out in the in the non-ACA marketplace. Mm-hmm. But to get to your point, in seven years, Republicans uh, filed over 50 bills to overturn the ACA. All of these were beaten back. They were so focused on repealing the law that they didn't have a clear vision of what to replace it with. That lack of vision became clear when now they had a chance to do something about it. They saw a law that uh, was shoved down the throat of the American public. They saw its passage on a strictly uh, partisan line basis. They saw how the public dealt with all the problems and the inconsistency of the existing law. Uh, But they had and continue to have no clear and consistent vision of what comes next. It's the first lesson for Republicans on how to govern, uh, given their control over both the presidency and the Congress right now, Sean. Right, right. And we're going to get into that here in the next segment. We've got to step aside for a couple of moments to take a time out. But when we come back, we want to take a look at the public's priorities regarding the ACA, something that uh, is not really people (laughs) realize how difficult politically and from a public opinion standpoint it is to take away uh, a, a piece of legislation or a program that's, our, that's already in place. So we're going to take a look at some of those priorities when okay. we come back. With Stuart Sloanen, I am Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. If this is the first time listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. You can find us anywhere online, especially if you do podcasts on your phone, iTunes, you can just search America's Healthcare Challenge or Edie Bellis or any of your other devices that you have podcasts. You can find us there. You can also find us on SoundCloud and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be back right after this. Caring for People Services is a company who's compassionate about helping others. Um, We really want to make sure that everybody has a fulfilling life, no matter what stage of their life they're in. We have a really dedicated staff of caregivers. They go into people's homes and they provide all kinds of services, as basic as companionship, somebody who just needs a little bit of extra love and care. So they go into the homes and just depending on what that client needs, they're gonna make sure that they attend to those needs. We just really believe in the value of providing non-medical services to people in their homes. It gives people the independence and the confidence to live the way that they choose to live their life. If you or a loved one needs help, call Caring for People Services today at 402-334-6900 or visit us at caringforpeopleservices.com. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. 
Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click Self-Funded.com to learn more and and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. I earned capital in the campaign, political capital, and now I intend to spend it. And now I intend to spend it. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire on News Talk 1290. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. What are the public's priorities regarding the Affordable Care Act and all of those things associated with it from a health policy standpoint? That's the topic of this segment, uh, Sean McGuire here on America's Healthcare Challenge with Stuart Slonin, our contributor. Stuart, welcome back in to the program. Uh, what are some of the public priorities? As I mentioned last segment, it's really difficult to take away a program that's already going and people are receiving benefits from. The AHCA tried to change that. We'll get into some of the things that caused some heartburn. But what can what are some things that people can actually get behind from your standpoint? Well, <clears throat> uh, it, it, it's a good uh, starting point you're making here, Sean. Uh, in town hall meetings across the country, people told their representatives uh, they really don't like uh, this new approach that was uh, being thrust upon them to overhaul America's health care. Sixty-two percent of Americans turned thumbs down on Trump's handling of, of health care so far, according to a poll uh, by the Associated Press. And six changes... Uh, the failed House GOP bill would have made to the ACA uh, drew more negative than positive reviews. Uh, an overwhelming 8 out of 10 opposed proposal to let insurers uh, boost premiums on older people. 7 in 10 disapproved of the premium surcharges for people whose coverage lapsed. By wide margins, people also dislike proposed cuts in Medicaid, which helps lower-earning people cover medical costs, uh, you know, uh, a halt to federal payments for Planned Parenthood, and a transformation of the Obama's uh, law's subsidies based upon income and premium costs into aid linked to age. Mm -hmm. uh, the campaign promise 
uh, was for great health care for everyone, for all Americans at great prices. Uh, obviously, they were not able to pull this off. Overall, just half of the poll said they worried that Americans would have lost coverage uh, had this GOP bill become law. Uh, would average Americans have been better off or worse off? More said worse. Uh, more people support than oppose the law. And a slender majority say covering all Americans is a federal responsibility. Uh, that's a view that's embraced by Democrats, but not Republicans, who instead focus on access and lower premiums. Mm-hmm. We'll get into this, the Medicaid thing here coming up as we look at some of the things that states are, are talking about. But I want to I want to dig deeper into this premium increase, essentially this GOP version of, a, of an individual mandate, their way of going about it, which was the coverage, the penalty if somebody went, what, 63 days without coverage? I yep. think that was a big problem because essentially it shifted the penalty from, from somebody not having coverage from p- paying it to the government to paying it to an insurance company. I think it's important for people to understand that distinction and, and that issue. Well, again, I think it, it masked the other underlying issue here, which is the great concern uh, by, by Republicans and some uh, on the other side as well in terms of people who in seven years learn how to game the system. Right. Uh, you know, they, they jump on, on the ACA uh, for coverage, then don't pay their premium after they've gotten, you know, the, the medical treatment that they needed. Don't pay premiums at all for the rest of the year or for a portion of the next couple of months, then jump on it again. This in-and-out business is what what bills expenses in terms of claims uh, and makes it non-profitable for insurance companies to be providers uh, inside of the ACA, uh, you know, program. By in and out, do you mean people that are signing up, paying a couple of months of premiums, using the healthcare system for something, and then then just stop paying premiums? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's what they're trying to to prevent. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's the right approach that they went about. I don't know. It just it rubs some people the wrong way. That's something that caught my attention when I when I went through it. Yeah. So I wanted to to point that out. Mm-hmm. But any other any other on on this this topic of the other public priorities out there? You mentioned yeah. Medicaid, um, uh, which we'll get uh, into they, again. They feel positively about many of the ACA provisions. Uh, you know, the expansion of Medicaid, uh, prohibiting denial of insurance coverage due to pre-ex. Uh, only twenty one percent favor the individual mandate that requires you know paying a fine in absence of health insurance. Uh, the public is divided in what should happen to the AC. Uh, half uh, say they, they don't want legislators to repeal the law. Uh, the majority of the public supports guaranteeing a certain level of health coverage for seniors and low-income people, even if the federal government is spending, uh, its spending role uh, happens to increase, you know, by that, uh, mm-hmm. by that uh, vision. Mm-hmm. But some of these popular provisions, they're really just kind of inconsequential in the old grand scheme of things, like the ch- children staying on the plan until 26, for example. Well, they may be inconsequential, but you know, by taking them out, obviously everything that's in there is in there at a cost. Yeah. And so when you begin to take it out, the question is, where do these folks who suddenly have lowest coverage, where do they get coverage? Uh, taking your example, let's assume that uh, that that children under age 26 
are suddenly removed from ACA coverage, where do they get children-only coverage? Assuming that they can find individual coverage in the marketplace. Carriers, just prior to the enactment of the ACA, denied those kinds of, of coverages uh, to, to just, you know, uh, children only. And it was built into the ACA for that purpose that, you know, the kids that are still in school or they're out there working where employees don't provide coverage, where they had a mechanism where they could be covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I'm, my point was, as far as driving the whole costs down, we'll see. There's just some certain things in there that are popular that don't really do a lot to, to accomplish that. What are some of these insurance companies going to be doing right now? Everybody's probably curious uh, with what's going to happen in the next couple of months, aren't they? Well, that's it's not so much the next couple of months. I mean, carriers that are active uh, in the ACA have to begin to file their rates for 2018 beginning in April uh, and as late as the end of May. So there isn't a lot of room to, you know, to scurry around and figure out what's going to happen next. About 12.2 million people signed up for ACA coverage uh, during the 2017 uh, coverage period, uh, which is down slightly uh, from that who signed up last year. So, you know, I mean, 12.2 million uh, is not a significant number uh, versus the 32 million that was the potential marketplace when the ACA first started uh, March 23rd, 2010. So, you know, the the carriers have to pick their spots now, uh, and they've got to price their products carefully. Uh, They know that, that their offerings for 2018, based upon loss ratios, you're going to see anywhere from uh, from single digits to as high as 25% increases for ACA coverage in 2018. 25% increases? Yep. And what did they have last year? Last, last year, year, people got hammered too, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Uh, but the figures are going to be worse this year uh, than last year because, again, uh, people, uh, individuals, and small employers um, – have learned how to game the system based upon what's on the books right now. Mm. Wow. So I guess if you're in the business of hosting a radio show talking about this, uh, kind of the gift that keeps on giving, because it looks like it's going to be a rocky few months. Yeah, yeah, it will be. So anything else on these insurance companies before we uh, take our second time out? And and I want to spend a segment getting into what some of these states are doing, especially giving uh, given uh, the development in our neighbor to the south, Kansas. I, I think let's let's go on a positive basis. Uh, those states that still have ACA coverage carriers, uh, I think you'll see fewer plans offered. You'll see some tweaking of the plans that are in existence. Uh, people are going to have to really shop carefully uh, when open enrollment comes this coming fall as they try to select uh, the plan that's right for them based upon their needs and based upon their costs. So it's going to be a very carefully chosen uh, plan year coming up for the 2018 uh, year plan, uh, Sean. That's not going to be an easy one. No, and that's why I'm excited about to do part part two or season two of our our, our ongoing series that we did last fall uh, mm-hmm. to educate em- employers and, and individuals about all the choices. Well, programs both for individuals over 65 as well as for individuals under 65 
planning is going to be very critical for the 2018 year, Sean. I think we both agree on Mm -hmm. that. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. But right now, i got to take a timeout. And I'll be right back with uh, with more. We're going to look at the what happens with the states. And I know this issue of Medicaid is a big one. Kansas had some interesting things happening. If you've been following that, uh, we're going to talk about it. If you haven't been following it, we'll tell you what happened to our neighbors to the south. By the, by the way, check out Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge where you'll find these segments during the week. You can also see some links and back to our, our, our content, some of the blogs that I write, some other commentary if you want to learn more on what we're thinking. We will be right back. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. I can't take this anymore. My company just got a letter from the IRS about Obamacare, and I don't know what it means. It's so confusing with compliance, changes in health insurance, managing employees. It's it's just too much. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis. Who? Sean McGuire. He created a company called E.D. Bellis to help people just like you. But it sounds expensive. It's a fraction of the penalties you might pay. The people at E.D. Bellis are always trying to find ways to save money and have services for companies of any size. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis at 402-884-9020. He'll find a way for your company to save thousands on health care and prescription drugs, as well as compliance costs. Your first consultation is free. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis, 402-884-9020. 402-884-9020. At E.D. Bellis. They'll help you solve the problem. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to E.D. Bellis inc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know healthcare. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. 
Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290, join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Talking about the AHCA, the deal that, that did not go through with Stuart Sloan and Sean McGuire here. Stuart, we're going to take a look at uh, some of the things happening, what the states are doing right now. Did you see the developments in Kansas in that the state legislature voted to expand Medicaid for that state and then Governor Brownback vetoing that legislation? Something, uh, something to pay attention to. I think a lot of states are going to be having difficult decisions for Medicaid, and uh, the uncertainty has just grown, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. But let's talk about – this is a, a key point in, in today's discussion, John. Let's talk about the importance of Medicaid. When it was created uh, in July of 1965, most of the notoriety was on its uh, you know, uh, big brother there, uh, Medicare. There was very little press about uh, Medicaid and what it would accomplish and all that. But over five decades later, Medicaid has surpassed Medicare – the number of people it covers, uh, it's going gradually into a monster that provides for the medical needs of one in five Americans, that's 74 million people, starting from, uh, for many, in the womb and for others, ending uh, when they go to their graves. Medicaid is so central in the country's uh, health care system right now, it, it played a major role uh, in why the Republican uh, bill uh, you know, didn't uh, didn't pass or didn't come to a vote. You know, last Friday, um, the Republican bill would have largely undone the expansion of Medicaid under the ACA. You know, which added 11 million low-income adults to the program would have guaranteed the federal government would cover almost all of their their costs. It would have ended the federal government's open-ended uh, commitment to pay a significant share of the state's uh, Medicaid costs. This program is so woven into the nation's fabric, uh, almost two-thirds of Americans uh, in a poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation said either they were covered by Medicaid or a family or a friend was covered by the program. Uh, You know, so this is is massive, massive, massive uh, amount of dollars. Let me get to your point that you mentioned. The question was, what are states are going to do? Kansas is one that has to make a you know important decision in terms of what to do with their with their Medicaid expansion. Uh, but expanding Medicaid, particularly after what happened last Friday, has quickly been picked up in other states, uh, and this includes Virginia and Maine and Idaho, Florida, Georgia, Missouri, Utah, and Wyoming. Uh, North Carolina, and Louisiana. All of them are looking now at plans for expanding their, uh, their involvement in Medicaid. It's a very, very uh, big financial decision for those states. Mm-hmm. And then you have other states like Ohio, for example, that did expand, mm-hmm. too, and they're, and they're in favor of it as well. 
What um, what? Why do we let listeners know also about the Medicaid program? A, a, a part, I guess. I, I it's not. I don't know if hidden is the right word, but the fact that Medicaid is really important for long-term care, something that people don't realize, and something that also could put that program in jeopardy financially down the road. Well, again, you're you're talking about the large share of baby boomers who you know retire uh, every single day, ten thousand a day. And many of those folks uh, use Medicaid uh, as a chassis for, you know, for their, their care. Um, I, I think you're going to see some growth in that area. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the numbers alone uh, indicate that. But I think, you know, we have to be cognizant that the largest increase in, in Medicaid will come from the under-65 marketplace. Right. Because it it used to be state state driven, each state would decide, but they they essentially federalized it uh, because of the act, and so mm-hmm. that's something that that is important. A lot of younger people are on it. So h- how do we go about getting these folks covered th- that we don't? Because it sounds to me like the ACA just didn't really accomplish what it was what it set out to do. Which, like you said last segment, create a marketplace of 32 million people uh, newly insured. Sounds like they're about a third of the way there. Medicaid's a, a big part of that. That was about how they were going to get half halfway there. Yeah. Uh, what ideas or what what strategies are, are you seeing as you're keeping on top of this every day? Well, what I see is now, you know, I, I hate uh, for us to uh, bring politics in it, but it's something we can't escape. Uh, I think all parties have to decide uh, how to move forward. Uh, it's clear the American uh, people will not stand for a complete repeal of the ACA. So something in between has to be fashioned. Uh, you know, and we can talk about that you know, right now. Uh, the only way to make some something sustainable uh, if Republicans and Democrats work together. Right. Uh, what we needed, what we need to do now is to put our, our heads together and figure out how to make these things work. Uh, the American people would support that, but they wouldn't support, obviously, what was what was presented last Friday. I mean, that that's obvious. And so Republicans have a new opportunity, you know, to lead. Uh, this is their first opportunity to do so as far as major legislation is concerned. Uh, and in several parts of, of states, uh, there may be no insurers selling uh, health plans the next year, which is a point you brought up. Anyone who has worked in the, uh, the ACA would see there are lots of problems and lots of room for improvement. Uh, the point of this is to help people. There ought to be plenty of, of space uh, to meet in the middle. And, and that's really the, uh, the challenge right now for all parties in this thing. Do you think that will actually happen? Uh, it has to happen, Sean. It has to happen. Uh, and let me just point out one reason why it has to happen. Going back to the ACA alone as written, the reinsurance that, that's constructed in the ACA ends at the end of this year. So they have to fashion something if they're going to go uh, forward into uh, 2018, 19, plus, plus, plus. They have to provide a reinsurance mechanism, uh, much like it already exists for, for Medicare, uh, which works you know, very, very well. Uh, that's sustainable, that's ongoing, and will support the underlying medical programs that will have to be a fabric 
of either a revised ACA uh, or replacement of ACA. Mm -hmm. So reinsurance obviously is going to be a key to that. Can you, uh, I, I know I know what that is, but can you help the audience understand that, somebody that's listening uh, a little bit, what you mean by reinsurance? Sure. Reinsurance is insurance behind insurance. It's where uh, uh, insurance companies negotiate for reinsurance companies to back up the coverages that they uh, put into the marketplace. So they're really not standing on, on their own assets. They're standing on a certain uh, dollar amount to back up these plans, and then anything over and above that is supported by reinsurance companies who specialize uh, in providing this extra insurance behind insurance companies. Now, under the Affordable Care Act, didn't the government basically become a reinsurer for these insurance companies? Well, no. The government structured three uh, uh, aspects of reinsurance to back up the ACA. Right. And that's what uh, comes up for renewal at the end of this year. And that and that's a critical piece of why costs might go up, right? Yep. Because if it's 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 funds from the government to insurance companies to pay for, for example, high cost individuals over eighty thousand dollars a year in claims. Yeah. In addition to the subsidies that are being paid out. Right. So, do you think the insurance companies are making out okay? Well, the insurance companies, what's built into the ACA is a 15% profit, you know, no more, no less. Uh, carriers that, are, that have specialized in the ACA have not done particularly well uh, because of the high-cost claims uh, that, that they've been hit with and the fewer uh, younger, healthier people that have joined the ACA uh, program. But there are certain carriers that based upon the way they structured their ACA plans, were able to eke out, you know, a small profit. The difference between uh, companies that succeeded and those that didn't is the amount of money that's due and owing uh, the carriers that, you know, that have had uh, severe setbacks financially in terms of their ACA block of business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else about what should happen? We're up against our, our third timeout. Um do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I agree that both both sides are going to have to get together to work this out. And well, they're, they're going to have to put a, put aside some of their pet projects that they yeah. really want yeah. and, and no, get down to no, what's it's, important. It's absolutely true. I, I think there has to be an agreement. Nobody is going to get everything in terms of each uh, you know major party. But 36 representatives evenly balanced between Democrats and Republicans formed uh, – the Independent Problem Solvers Caucus, they're prepared to help to move this process forward. You know, you asked about uh, how successful the process will be. So there is help there, but the parties at interest, which are the the uh, upper uh, folks uh, who run uh, the policy decisions for Democrats and Republicans, have to agree to come to the table, sit down, and work this thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sooner rather than later as well. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to look at what the administration can be doing. He wrote the book, The Art of the Deal. My post last week, Art of the Repeal. That's going to have to take some leadership from the White House, and we're going to take a look at what they could be doing. And then also we're going to be looking at some of the -the out-of-the-box ideas. What are some of the extreme things that we could be doing 
from a policy standpoint to, to make some of these changes. You'll find us worldwide on our podcast page, I guess, if you use iTunes or if you have a droid, I guess you can. they have a podcast feature, too. Either way, it's easy to find. Just search America's Healthcare Challenge or Edie Bellis, and it will come up for you, and you can listen to – we have over 700 segments, so that should keep you busy. If you, uh, I guess, got to drive cross-country, we got you covered. We'll be right back. Caring for People Services is a company who's compassionate about helping others. Um, We really want to make sure that everybody has a fulfilling life, no matter what stage of their life they're in. We have a really dedicated staff of caregivers. They go into people's homes and they provide all kinds of services, as basic as companionship, somebody who just needs a little bit of extra love and care. So they go into the homes and just depending on what that client needs, they're gonna make sure that they attend to those needs. We just really believe in the value of providing non-medical services to people in their homes. It gives people the independence and the confidence to live the way that they choose to live their life. If you or a loved one needs help, call Caring for People Services today at 402-334-6900 or visit us at caringforpeopleservices.com. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Healing Tree is Omaha's premier counseling agency providing individual, couples, and family therapy. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed at work, depressed, or angry. Bill, Laura, and their team are there to help. All of the therapists at Healing Tree are professional and understand your situation. They accept most insurance and they're confidential. Located in Omaha's historic old market, their office is one of a kind and a great way to escape the stress of everyday life. Check HealingTreeOmaha.com to learn more. That's HealingTreeOmaha.com. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let Ed Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At Ed Bellis, we know health care. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. 
America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290 is produced by E.D. Bellis and presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Self-Funded Plan Administrators, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, and Caring for People Services. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to the show. What direction will the Trump administration take regarding health care? That's what we're going to take a look at this segment. And some some people would have thought with how things played out last week that maybe they would move on to, to something else. But I was surprised as I was following what what's happening that they're looking at uh, repeal part 2.0 or part 3.0 now, Stuart. Uh, what direction do you think the administration is going to take? Do you think he's going to be able to make a deal to to uh, reform the Affordable Care Act? Well, that's an interesting point, Sean. Uh, conservatives, especially the hard right uh, Freedom Caucus, complained the bill uh, kept too much of the ACA structure in place. They wanted a straight repeal of Obamacare, but party leaders uh, said that that couldn't pass the Senate, and, and obviously, you know, they were right. Uh, the decision came after uh, a chaotic uh, week of, of meetings and negotiations. Uh, moderates in the House, uh, as well as in the Senate, objected to the bill's provisions that would shift Medicaid from an open-ended entitlement to a set amount of funding for states uh, that would also give governors and state legislators more flexibility over the program. Moderates were also concerned that the package's uh, tax credits uh, were not generous enough for to help older Americans, uh, you know, who could be charged five times more for coverage than their younger counterparts. So, you know, that's those are our major concerns. So, there's a lawsuit uh, and the individual mandate in declaring uh, health insurance on tax returns are two issues that are out there. Will the Trump administration drop the lawsuit, uh, stopping insurance companies for getting some of the uh, the funding that they were entitled to under the ACA uh, for the claims that were over and above what they expected, or will he, you know, carry forward with this? So they're really un—they're conflicted. They're uncertain in terms of, you know, what they can do. They can sit down with re- Republicans and other moderates and try to, you know, uh, fashion something out. But if, if they want to be hard-nosed and they want to adhere to some of, of what Paul Ryan's bill uh, talked about, what he could do is, number one, he could cut off subsidies. He can remove the individual mandate. He could let states uh, be looser in defining what essential health benefits are. He could redefine the essential benefits themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, let states experiment more, which some of the states are, are fixing to do anyway. Let the architecture around the ACA crumble. You know, the the state exchanges, the websites, and the people that answer the phone uh, and the helplines. So if he wants to to stick with that hard party line, those are some of the things he could do. Is that the best approach? Uh, I don't think so, as as one person. Uh, But again, these are some things that could be done. My question is, do state... These state legislatures, they're, they're part-time, most of them. Do you think that they, they're equipped to handle some of these responsibilities? Well, let's put it this way. State legislators uh, always involve themselves in health insurance issues. Uh, they have a long history of doing that. 
and the states have always been a laboratory for future legislation. You know, and, and you can look back to Romney Care as a predecessor to Obamacare. You know, in looking at that, so the states have always been, uh, you know, the 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 place to try out and experiment with new ideas. And there are talented legislators who have a background in healthcare, uh, you know, who who are active uh, in these things. Right, right. Okay, let's take our final time out, and Stuart, uh, and then can you stay right there. We will get back with with you, the audience, here shortly to uh, let you know about the, some of the middle ground that could be achieved. And then finally, this is our last point that I want to look for, look at uh, the extreme positions that could be taken in providing. A healthcare program. Uh, I think that uh, we should be thinking about some of these bold solutions, and we will we'll talk about those next. We'll be right back. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. You've seen the movie Father of the Bride. When it comes to weddings, there's enough to worry about. Consider the Omaha Press Club as the venue for your baby's big day. With memberships as low as $15 per month, rentals are free for members. And we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you. Click OmahaPressClub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero-obligation consultation. That's OmahaPressClub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. Healing Tree is Omaha's premier counseling agency providing individual, couples, and family therapy. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed at work, depressed, or angry. Bill, Laura, and their team are there to help. All of the therapists at Healing Tree are professional and understand your situation. They accept most insurance and they're confidential. Located in Omaha's historic old market, their office is one of a kind and a great way to escape the stress of everyday life. Check HealingTreeOmaha.com to learn more. That's HealingTreeOmaha.com. Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for noncompliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out 
at edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. Lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. And basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. Call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. But basically, that was really, really critical to get anything to pass. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290. For more or the latest news inside Washington on healthcare, visit the show's website, healthreformexplained.com. Now, here is your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show been doing it for almost five years you can find us on soundcloud you can find us on itunes or, or your podcast you can also find us on uh, the ed bellis website where you can find more uh, news every single day about all of these things purpose of this show is to help you understand what's happening in healthcare and try and find a way where we can all agree on some things to to help help uh, create this system that's better than it is right now and uh, looking for middle ground so to speak, uh, Stuart, uh, what can be achieved as far as finding middle ground and forging uh, a program that works for everybody? Well, <clears throat> without a viable health care agenda of, you know, of its own, the Republicans are now face a major choice between two options, Obamacare and a gradual shift towards a single-payer uh, system, uh, or uh, acknowledging that uh, the Americans have uh, accepted the most conservative health care system uh, you know, that, that they like, and it's called Obamacare. Uh, passing major legislation is fantastically difficult. It tends to involve taking something from interest groups, taxing the rich, or reducing some companies' uh, profits or hurting professional guilds. But when social legislation does pass and improves lives, it becomes even harder to undo uh, than it was to create. Americans generally are not willing to go backward on matters of basic economic decency. Uh, child labor laws aren't coming back, uh, and the minimum wage, Social Security, and, and uh, Medicare aren't going away. Uh, add Obamacare to the list. Andy Savitt, who ran Medicaid and, and Medicare for Obama, was talking on the phone to a former colleague, and he said virtually the only words uh, either of us uh, could say and agree on was where uh, Medicaid uh, is safe. Uh, and that was that was his comment. Uh, going to the last uh, piece here is what is the middle ground or what are some ideas that have been uh, brought forth? Uh, you know, what comes next? What are the possibilities? Well, first possibility, obviously, is to fix the ACA. Second of all, Bernie Sanders offered uh, a resolution or, or, or uh, a suggestion of a single-payer health care plan. Uh, you know, Trump can fix the health care uh, uh, ACA. And there's also been a development for flat fee primary care as another option uh, to be considered. Wow. We'll have to pick it up uh, in a future episode as we look at some of those things. Hey, Stuart. Thanks again for joining us. It was always great to talk to you, and uh, the audience really appreciates it. We'll see Thanks, you next Sean, time. for having me. All right. That's Stuart Sloan, and I am Sean McGuire. You can find us here anytime on Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, and we'll see you next week.